Good morning, everyone. Good morning. We are so happy, Sylvain and I, to be with you today to continue the chapter that we have started yesterday for the podcast. So for those who are following us, listening to us, watching us, depending on which platform you are, Sylvain and I are covering the book Developing the Leader Within You 2.0 from John Maxwell, a book that it's all about uh, finding what are the 10, um, 10 habits, competencies that we need to develop as a leader to have much more influence and yes, be able to help people to get to the next level. So that's what we are covering. And yesterday we have started the new chapter that it's about attitude. So we understood that attitude is not everything, but attitude is the main thing, especially because this will have such a big a big impact on the people we are working with. So if you have a positive attitude, obviously this will help you progress in life. But if you have a negative attitude, this for sure will stop you and will even break like your team if you are a leader. So we are covering with you uh, for uh, like the, the starting yesterday and for the uh, the other podcasts seven element that are actually how you can train and develop that positive attitude so we started yesterday with the first one that is this disown your helplessness which is about letting on the side your victim mindset so as a leader, what is really important is just to understand that, yes, we have a responsibility to show people that they are their own solution, that especially in an MLM where you are an entrepreneur, that people won't do things for you, that you are responsible for your own success. And today I want to start the podcast by covering the second element that is take the bull by the horns. So we all know that expression, we all know what it means, and it actually just um, define great leader and leader that have actually a great attitude. And one of the leader that we know, which is a, a United States president, Roosevelt said at some point, there is nothing brilliant nor outstanding about my record, except perhaps one thing. I do the thing that I believe you to be done. And when I make up my mind to do a thing, I act, which is actually, they don't procrastinate, okay? They don't ask themselves too much question, okay? When they decide that, yes, this is where they want to go, they just act. Here, a term that we use often into our organization is the, the decision of the vision. So when you set up your mind okay, to something and you know that it's related to your mission, your vision, like your goal, you just set it and you do it no matter what is happening. So yes, effective leader, okay? L let me give you another metaphor. Effective leader who want milk, don't sit on a stool in the middle of a field and hope that the cow will come. 
okay which means that you need to be proactive you need to have some sort of initiative as a leader so to help you okay here's a series of four questions first of all what do you really want in life so this is something that we should do like every day every week every month every year ask ourselves what is our goal okay what, what what is that we really want that is part of that vision second question what will it cost because obviously when you want something something that is better okay than your actual life okay when you are working through okay and get like to that dream life that you want obviously there will be some sacrifice that you need to make the third question after identifying those sacrifice you need to ask yourself am i willing to pay the price because obviously okay it's a thing to identify the sacrifice but if you're not willing to do the work okay and sacrifice something it could be time it could be some resources it could like it can be anything if you're not willing you won't be able to get to your dream life or you will have to delay the time that it will happen to you and finally when should i start paying the price so here is the question that will get you in motion okay so usually the answer to the fourth question should be right now because the more i wait the more it will be difficult it will be hard to like set myself to action so just be sure that it is really clear about what you want in um like what you really want in your life and to help us understand that reality that some of the people sometimes procrastinate so much okay that they don't accomplish anything or even they miss opportunity i have a story for you story that came from the book so if i'm asking you okay who is elisha gray do you have any idea of who is elisha gray I'm pretty sure even myself, when I started reading the story, I was, who, who's that person? Is it like, is it a man? Is it a woman? Like, I, I was like, okay, who, who is that person? Okay. And it, we are talking a person in 18, uh, 1876. So obviously I wasn't born, <laughs> but I didn't know at all who like she was and like they describe her as somebody that has actually developed a device that had the potential to transmit voice over wires it was like well it's like it sounds like a phone and in my mind i thought myself well the inventor of the phone is alexander graham bell so i continue reading like the story and they said that Elisha Gray actually in that time, like the patent pending was really a big thing. So she hasn't like deposed like a patent pending. She has like, uh, she went to the place where you like, um, where you, like, where you put like the patent pending and say, I will like get with a patent pending in a few weeks. But what she actually realized is that one week earlier, a man called Alexander Graham Bell get to the office and like 
put a patent pending official about a wire, like in um, a machine that can transmit voice over wires. So like, like Elijah Gray was really mad, like they went in front of a jury, but they say you did not like put a patent pending. It was just a notice that you were about to do it. And Alexander Graham Bell just like put like the, the patent pending. So here is just a story to show that you need to stop procrastinating and let your brain control you. Your brain can be really good to help you think, but like is like as Maria used to say, my brain is a really bad servant. Like I need to get control over my brain. So just be sure, okay, that you don't let yourself in a position like Elisha Gray has has done. Okay. So how can how can we help you like decide and be sure that you take the bull by the horns? First of all, define what is the bull. Okay. What is your goal? What is that 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 things that you really want that is part of your vision? Second step, embrace discomfort. Because even if like your goal are so crystal clear, okay, you need to understand that yes, you will have to face you will have to face discomfort. Then after it is really important to break it down, break it down to small goals and small action just to help you understand that it's one bite at a time. Fourth, Start small because it will help you build momentum. Okay, we used to say a thing big, start small, but begin now. Yes, because when you start, you like create movement, you create friction that will help you, okay, get like faster to where you want to go. And finally, what is really important when we want to like go through action is to understand that we need to embrace some support. Remember, as leader, we cannot do uh, like everything by ourselves, okay? We need to get the help of the people and understand what am I doing? Is there some support, some platform? And this is what is great in MLM. There is a huge support team, huge support with resources, training, and all of that that you can embrace and take and use to get to your goal. So that was the, uh, the second element in the book. So now, Sylvain, I'll let you present the third element. Yes. So continue, to continue with the whatever it takes mentality. So if we want to muscle our attitude. So the number three, it said that enter the no whining zone. So whatever it takes, people okay, know how to handle their feelings. So when you are a leader, you don't express your feelings. Sometimes maybe you have, um, you, you, you're sad, okay? Maybe you feel tired. Maybe you are having a fight at home with the kids or with the husband or I don't know, okay? But you are not expressing your feeling in front of your people. They don't have to know what happened to you, to your house or whatever, okay? So you have to make sure that you are no whining to them, okay? Because when you are whining, nobody loves 
people who whine okay so they don't like uh, when they um, complain about let's say the government the kids about uh, what happened in the past okay so it's very important so when you are with your family you are separate from your work and when you're at work you are separate from uh, uh, of your family okay so that's important that you work in compartment okay so you compartmentalize your life let's say you have so many things and you are overwhelmed so make sure to uh, place a thing in different compartments so uh, just an example um i was moving from my house and i was you know a little bit overwhelming okay but i don't have to let my team know that I, I am overwhelming. Okay, so when I am with them, I am 100% with them. And then I'm gonna take care of what I have to do. Just recently, Maria uh, lost uh, her father, okay? And she was with us. So I just remember her, her um, she received the, the call from the hospital and they told her, okay, you have to come because I, I think it's the, the, the last moment of your father. But we had already a meeting planned, okay, at 9.30. So she said, okay, I'm going to be guys with you at 9.30 and I'm going to be with you until 11.30 and then I have to go to the hospital, okay? She didn't tell us what was happening, but we, we could feel it, okay? But she just compartmentalized thing okay so she was with us and then she go to the hospital and that was the let's say the final moment with her dad and then the her, her dad died and after that a couple of days later so she she was at the meeting okay not uh yes she was sad okay but with us okay we don't feel it she, yes she expressed all the gratitude she had for her father and yes sometimes she cry but you know she's not whining okay so this is important so uh, as a leader you cannot moan at the same time that you lead it's impossible okay it's uh, impossible to lead people when you are moaning so nobody likes whiner so you know it's um, sometimes they, they wear people out okay so there's nothing uh, attractive about someone who complains so in the book uh, not in the book but in a story i read john maxwell talked about her, um, his uh, father okay and he said i don't understand my, my father broke his uh, ankle okay so he was at the hospital and when John arrived, so he said, oh, okay, John, this is Melissa. She's the nurse. Oh, she's taking good care of me. She has uh, such a beautiful smile. And then uh, uh, Andrea came into the room. Oh, this is Andrea. Oh, she's so good. And okay, so he was always praising the, the people in the, the room. So John Maxwell he said, is it strange? All the personal was in the room of her the father of john maxwell but when he walked from the other room nobody was in the the, the 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 room of the other patient why because they were complaining there was wine they were whining but the father of john maxwell was uh, happy he was you know in the attitude of gratitude so that's the the difference when you 
are whining, you repel people, and when you are in a good with a good attitude, you are like a magnet. Okay, you you people wants to gravitate towards you. Okay, so what's the best solution to guard against becoming a complainer? So you have to cultivate gratitude. So the uh, the um yeah so. Gratitude is the antidote to a negative attitude. So he said there are three antidotes that you can have and about gratitude. So number one, so when you express gratitude and dependent to your feeling, okay? Sometimes, you know, you feel sad. Sometimes you are not in a good mood. Maybe sometimes you are sick and you have some... Uh, uh, Dollar, eh, uh, dollar, <laughs> dollar. Uh, you pain. Yeah, you have pain. And okay, <laughs> dollar. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, yeah, so you are in pain. Okay, so your art is so heavy, and you say, you know what? I, I don't feel like gratitude. Okay, but you have to do it. Okay, but if you just think in your Head, it's not gonna work okay you have to say it loud okay so you you start telling your gratitude okay yes I have pain but I can see okay a lot of people they lost the sightseeing and I I, <laughs> I <laughs> another one I have pain but I can walk okay so you start telling your gratitude and when you are doing it for a couple of minutes, oh my God, you're going to feel completely different, okay? So it's like a, you force your tongue to guide your art and express your gratitude. So that way you're going to feel, let's say, lighter, okay? You're going to start feeling, uh, feeling better instantly, okay? So... Uh, open your mouth, start to have gratitude, and it's going to lift your heart. So this is the first way. So when you have gratitude and you are expressing out loud, it's gonna work, okay? Number two, he said, when you have gratitude for all the small and ordinary thing in your life. So this is so important. So, you know, if you want to have more in life, this is one thing that you have to learn. It's to have gratitude for what you have. Because, you know, we are all win the lottery. Yes, all of us here. Yeah, we won the lottery because we were maybe born in Canada or we are living in Canada. And when people, I was chatting yesterday with um, my uh, my brother in Senegal, I would say, and he, he is so, <clears throat> he, he would love to be here, okay? But he don't have the chance to live here, okay? So we are in the freedom, or we, we, we know what is freedom, okay? We can eat three meals a day, okay? We have a roof above her head. We are in security, okay? Most of the country, okay? Uh, people don't, doesn't, um, eat three meals a day, okay? A lot of um, parents, okay, don't know how to protect their kids, okay? Because there is bomb or, I don't know, uh, um, some danger everywhere, okay? So we are so uh, lucky to live here. So 
Uh, in the, um, that reminds me just the story of, uh, I have two stories because I love to <laughs> tell story. So in the book, uh, there's a story about a shoes, uh, a, a guy who have a shoes repair uh, boutique and uh, his son came to the boutique and he said, you know, dad, I don't understand how you are working. You have no organization in your store. Okay. You keep your, uh, your uh, cash all in the register. Okay. You don't know your profits. All your bills on the, uh, are in the, inside a, a cigar box. Okay. I don't know how you run this store. You don't know how much money you're making. So the old man responds to him. He said, you know, son, when I came to that uh, country, I only have my, <laughs> my pants. Okay. Now you are a CPA. Your sister is a teacher. Your brother is a, um, a doctor. I own a house with your mother. We drive that car and we have that boutique. Okay. So if you subtract my pants to all my, um, everything I own. Okay. This is your profits. Okay. So, you know, instantly he is in gratitude. The other story, it's a, maybe it's a, a, a beautiful movie that you saw. It's the pursuit of happiness. So Chris Gardner was that uh, man. So he was um, living, uh, he was now, um, let's say, uh, <laughs> he was a, um, Single parent? Are they single parent? Yeah, he was single. Yeah. Single parent. Yes. Okay. So uh, er, uh, his early life was filled with poverty, domestic violence, alcoholism, sexual abuse, family illiteracy. So despite all those challenge, okay, he wants the better for his son. Okay. Uh, so. He, uh, he was uh, homeless because he was a single parent struggling to find a job. So one day he find um, an internship in a company, but it was a low paying uh, internship. So at a, uh, at a prestigious uh, brokerage, brokerage firm. So he was not earning enough. So he were forced to uh, sleep inside the metro and find ways to how to, you know, give meal to uh, his uh, son. But you know what? In the movie, he always have gratitude for what he have. He was, he had gratitude for this internship. And he said, you, one, you know, my son, nobody have to kill your dream. Okay. Just pursue your dream. Okay. And then, he finally find a job in a brokerage firm and then he become very uh, prosperous. He was excellent and he uh, succeed. So you know what? So he always keep the gratitude inside his heart. And that was uh, a, a way that uh, our gratitude can transform life, inspire resilience and lead uh, to happiness and fulfillment um, against all odds. So this is a beautiful story that reminds us that we have to express gratitude in every moment. And number three, he said, express gratitude, especially in the midst of adversity. So I just remember one of my friends, Julie Chaillet, she had cancer. 
And she was, uh, you know, happy to be surrounded by uh, great people. So Maria, she was taking care of her. She was the, uh, she occupied Julie 25, four hours, seven. Okay. She create a club and uh, she have to take care of that club. So she didn't have the time to think about his, um, uh, her sickness. Okay. So uh, about the cancer and she was surrounded with uh, people who have gratitude. And when we are in that uh, nothing that grat uh, grat grateful mode. So I just remember one day I say, oh, you know what? I think I'm not going to the meeting. I have a headache. And she told me, you know what? Do you have a cancer? Okay, you have to come to the meeting. And I said, oh my God, she's so true. Okay, you know, I was whining for just a headache and she was the perfect uh, person just to say, okay, you need a slap in your face, Sylvain. So keep your spirit up and when you face difficulties. So when you are grateful, fear disappears and faith appears. So good leaders are never complaining. They are doers. So when things go wrong, so they start working and relying people to help them to, you know, accomplish their own goals. So this is the... <clears throat> okay, Jean-Philippe, you, you want to add something, please? Like you, you were saying about like understand how to have gratitude even in adversity. So my sister has been diagnosed also with like breast cancer last year. And like for those people who say like, okay, how can you be like surrounded by good people? Well, being part of an MLM is such... Um, like was such a benediction for my sister because she is part of an other MLM that she has started just before she has been diagnosed. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that this is something that helped her and saved her like go through all the obstacle that she faced. So she has so much gratitude for that environment. And when you have that gratitude, well, people look at her and the only thing that they see is cancer, like a disease. But like my sister was, I'm so much more than that because she has accomplished so much in her business during that time. So yes, having gratitude, like when you're facing adversity, like give you so much power. Yes, so definitely. So, all right. So this is what we are going to cover for today. So tomorrow you are going to have the podcast Hello Fear with Jean-Philippe, Marie-Pierre and Maria. So on that, thanks everyone. We're going to continue. So point number four, five, six, seven, eight, next week and the future week. Thanks everyone for watching.